Hey, what's going on? It's John, and it's time for the JMart Cast for Monday, March 14th. What's going on, friends and family? How are you? How's it going? Welcome to yet another episode of the JMart Cast. I'm so happy to have you with me, joining me on another week of talking shit for probably less than a half an hour, let's be honest. I'm recording on a late Sunday night. It's 10.54 now. My daughter's been crying for many hours as we've been trying to put her down for like the last three hours. I think this might hopefully, fingers crossed, this is the last try for a bunch of hours till she wakes up in the middle of the night for her first feed. We'll see. Uh, she's, I don't know what's wrong, but uh, she's just been waking up every half an hour just crying her heart out. <laughs> uh the rest of the day seemed okay. She actually was having a pretty good day. We had a really nice morning today. Um, when she woke up after her morning feed, she actually stayed in bed between my wife and I. And she was kind of in my arms and fell asleep in the bed right beside me. And it was really nice. And she fell into a pretty nice deep sleep too because at one point as she was leaning up against me, I moved my arm to kind of get a little bit more comfortable and she was completely fine even kept continue to sleep even though she kind of moved a little bit as I as I also moved and then afterwards I got off the bed completely a few minutes later and that also didn't bother her and she continued to sleep while I went downstairs and got some coffee and breakfast started it's been a good week I've hope you've I hope you've had a good week too um this is our first week back since 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 Mexico, so it's just been a week of been a week of resetting, restarting the house. You know, we just did a like I mentioned last week, did a bunch of loads of laundry, uh, restocked up the fridge with a big trip to the grocery store, restarted all my you know habits. Like um, you know, I obviously I bake sour bake sourdough bread all the time, so I restarted the sourdough starter and bake my first two loaves and I'm also redoing kefir and and Greek yogurt I culture my own uh, dairy products <laughs> so get it got in getting that restarted luckily our first uh, full day back would have been Tuesday my uh, son had had a daycare day that day so that was good because it gave us free time to get a bunch of these chores done and get the house in order. And then the next day I had, my mom wanted, we were going to drop Bennett off, my son off at my parents in the evening time. But my mom was uh, in town earlier for a errand that she was running. So she asked if she could pick up my son earlier on Wednesday, which she did. So he spent the rest of the week with them till uh, Saturday when my wife and I went to pick him up from my parents and then drove to her parents' house just to spend a Saturday evening with her family, with both her siblings and her parents. We did like a bit of a birthday dinner for her dad. And then the following day, we had uh, my parents over at my house for a little bit of a birthday dinner for my dad. Both our parents have early March birthdays. But since we were in Mexico for that, uh, for the week of both of our parents both of our dad's birthdays we basically devoted this weekend to seeing them and celebrating their birthdays so it was it was a very nice 
uh, end to the week after, you know, all the hustle of, you know, restarting the household basically. so yeah, that was that was pretty much the week. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, yeah, nothing really comes to mind. If something comes up later on, I'll I'll uh, bring it up. But for now, I'm just gonna switch topics over to. I'm gonna just share a couple of threads that I thought were cool that I thought it would be a good share from that I read uh, on Twitter from a couple of accounts that I follow. The first one is health related. I'm following this um, this dude. Uh, his name is P.D. Mangan. Um, his uh, Twitter handle is at Mangan150, M-A-N-G-A-N, and then the number is 150. Uh, if you look at his profile, he's, it says learn the real way to Eat right, get fit, live long, and win. Microbiologist, weightlifter, researcher, sun, steak, and steel, health coaching. So that's his bio. And then I just like the this thread that he recently wrote. Uh, actually, he wrote it today, earlier in the day, on March 13th in the morning at 8.51. I guess he's had a bunch of new followers on his uh, Twitter account. So he says, thanks to all the new followers. For you folks, here are what I see as the basics of how to lean, how to be lean, healthy, and to fight aging. So he's got a little bit of a thread here, and I'll just kind of read it out out loud and then give my commentary. So number one for getting kind of the basics of getting lean, healthy, and fighting aging. He says, ditch ultra-processed foods. 100% agree with that. He says, these are the heavily advertised factory foods that come in boxes and bags and are sold in the middle aisles of your supermarket. Main ingredients are sugar, seed oils, and refined grains. Avoid them. Eat real whole food. And I totally agree with this. Like he says, stay away from the middle aisles of the supermarket. Stay to the edges. Eat, Go and get the, you know, uh, whole foods like vegetables, fruit, meat. Uh, I'm not opposed to dairy products, of course, well-aged cheese and yogurts, but I make my own. (laughs) Um, Second, and then I guess one thing I'll add to either eat real whole foods is with regards to meat, um, I guess like, yeah, I'll go ahead and say it like factory farming. We know factory farming is an issue. Everyone kind of isn't. Most people are aware of it at this point. Like, we can't really deny the issues of it, like the inhumane aspects of how the animals are treated, also a lot of the waste. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I, so most of the meat that comes in grocery stores is through that method, is through factory farming. So I think understanding where the meat comes from and like maybe having a source of meat from a farmer that you kind of know and trust is a better alternative. So that's just something to think about. It's not, you know, in everyone's budget, it's not in everyone's access. So, but it is something to think about and to strive for down the line. If it's not something in the picture for you now, anyways, moving on number two, 
from his list of the basics of how to be lean, healthy, and to fight aging. Number two, insulin resistance is strongly related to chronic disease like heart disease and cancer. To decrease it, have good body composition, low body fat, and high muscle mass. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's the natural state that your body would be in if you had an optimal diet and an optimal amount of activity that you got throughout the day you would be with a low body fat composition with high muscle mass, high level of muscle mass. <clears throat> here later on in a quote tweet, he has another one, another tweet here that says, a large number of diseases are associated with high insulin. This includes obesity, diabetes, hypertension, dyslipidemia, renal failure, lean, renal failure, non-alcohol, um, fatty liver uh, disease, polycystic ovary syndrome, sleep apnea, certain cancers, atherosclerosis, cardiovascular disease. Basically, all your chronic diseases right here, they're all associated with high insulin. So in order to lower insulin, we got to avoid like the things that we talked about in number one, right? The ultra processed foods that are high in sugar and refined grains. All right, number three in his basics list. To get good body composition, avoid factory foods. See number one. Okay, sure, we talked about that. Cut carbs if you need to lose weight. Make sure to get enough protein. Can't agree with this enough, you know. Uh, and it's always more protein than you think. You know, um, people often are worried about protein because of the constant, I don't know, messaging that, Protein is bad for you. It's bad for the environment. It's unethical to eat to eat meat and whatnot. But I think it's actually one of the healthiest things you can be eating. So it's really important to make sure you get enough. And my suggestion is one gram of protein per pound of body weight. That's a good goal to strive for. You don't have to hit that every day, but you should try to get like 80% of that at least. Anyway, the other bullet points he's got for how to get good body composition includes do resistance training, a.k.a. weightlifting, and be physically active daily. Yeah, this is pretty straightforward, like I would, I would say common sense advice. It's just really hard for a lot of people to stick to, right? But it's important to think about the consistency required to have, like what he says, to have a lean healthy body that fights aging that doesn't age like where you're falling off a cliff you know you're aging gracefully you need consistency and you don't have to you know be killing yourself the list is not that hard right ditch the ultra processed food get your insulin under control by getting a good body composition by doing you know some resistance training, weightlifting, by being active, eating well. Anyway, number four on his list, get some sun and considering ad and consider adding cold exposure and some other healthy practices. Yeah, with cold exposure, um, even just a cold shower is, is good enough. Introduce like a 30-second to one-minute cold shower, cold like period at the end of your regular shower. 
just to get your body acclimated to something like that. And then, you know, get as much sun as you can in the summertime. Don't get burned, of course, like I did, but also don't avoid it so much that, you know, you're not actually getting the benefits of sun exposure. Here he's got another thread specifically about all this. Talking about sun exposure, he says, sun on the skin produces vitamin D and and increases nitric oxide. Both are important for cardiovascular health. Sunlight also helps the circadian, helps set the circadian rhythm, leading to more energy and better sleep. And then speaking of cold exposure, he goes on to say that that improves insulin sensitivity, it improves mood, could possibly help uh, with treating depression. All you need to do in his recommendation, two to five minutes in the shower at 20 degrees Celsius or colder is better, or cold water immersion is also good. Then he talks about grounding or earthing, bare feet in contact with earth can triple zeta potential of red blood cells, reducing blood viscosity, important for cardiovascular health. This is actually something I've never heard of, so I'm not sure I uh, you know, believe this. I have to do my own research on it, but I'm just reading what, he, what he's written down here. Although I do enjoy, like being barefoot and in grass. I do enjoy that, but what he's talking about here, I have no idea about. Uh, Blood donation. That's another thing he's listing here as a positive activity for improving health. So uh, blood donation. He says it prevents high levels of body iron or ferritin, which are implicated in many diseases such as diabetes, heart disease, and cancer, also decreases blood viscosity and and generally there's an association with blood donors having a lower mortality rates it's interesting right like bloodletting did used to be a a common practice for a long time where they'd basically do like the end result would be the same as you know what you what happens when you're a blood donor right they just take blood out of you and give it to somebody else versus bloodletting i don't think they gave it to anyone they just took it out of you Anyway, and the next thing he has for improving health, standing desks. These are, like, I guess, lower down the kind of the list. The first few things were the most important things, and these are less important. Standing desks, sitting a lot is associated with increased risks of diabetes, heart disease, and all-cause mortality. Standing just a few hours a day decreases these risks, plus improves mood and energy. Yeah, Absolutely. I used to, when I used to work a desk job at a pharmaceutical company, I used to hate sitting at a desk and doing my work in that position. I would take uh, activity breaks all the time, at least once every hour, usually once every half hour, just do a little circle walking around the office. Uh, And uh, yeah, you need it. You need to be able to get up and move around. And a standing desk is nice. It, it helps promote that. I used to have a standing desk when I worked at one of the companies. And then when I moved to another place and st- lost that, I really felt like, the, <laughs> I was like, oh man, I wish I had my standing desk back because it actually was, it made a big difference. So yeah, I think that that's the end of this uh, thread about health. I don't know what you guys think. Did you like it? Was it helpful? I agree with a lot of the stuff I read. The one thing about the grounding and earthing, like I don't know the actual science behind it of any of the stuff that's being claimed is real, but I do know that personally I do enjoy, you know, barefoot walking on grass and stuff like that. But, you know, who knows?
what the actual implications of that are. All right. The other um, thread I wanted to share on here is Bitcoin related. So maybe before we start reading the uh, reading the thread, I'll just do a quick update on Bitcoin. We're on block height seven hundred twenty-seven thousand two hundred forty-four. Price of Bitcoin is trading just a little bit above thirty-eight thousand. US dollars, we are, let's see, 3% down on the day, about the same as we were a week ago, 10% on the month, 10% down on the month, for the year we're down 35, and then for five years we're still up (laughs) 3,000%. So, one U.S. dollar can still buy you 2,630 Satoshis or Sats. Remember, one Bitcoin can be broken down into 100 million Satoshis, Sats or Sats. So get yours while you can. And this is why you should. I'm going to talk about uh, what this uh, threat, I'm going to share what this threat has to say about Bitcoin and Bitcoin adoption. This is from an account at John Cantrell 97. And here's what what the thread says. By the way, if you're in Canada and you want to buy some Bitcoin, use ShakePay. I have an affiliate link you can use in the description of this. And I think you get like 30 bucks for free or something. So give it a shot. Okay, so this is John Contrell says, the adoption and therefore price of Bitcoin might accelerate faster than most people realize. What is game theory? What is game theory and how does it apply to Bitcoin? You might have heard the idea thrown around, but let's break it down. Game theory is the study and analysis of the strategy used by rational actors within some environment. In its simplest form, you can think of as analyzing how each player should play on a board game. The ideas can be applied more broadly to all types of games. So what games are going on in Bitcoin? There's actually many separate but related games being played within the Bitcoin ecosystem. So first of all, there's the mining ecosystem, there's the development process, the individuals, company treasuries, and nation-state games at play too. So while they're all interesting in their own right, for this threat, this guy focuses on the one that will force an accelerated global adoption of Bitcoin, at least in his opinion. The, the idea is pretty simple to understand and is basically the same for individuals, companies, and nation states. So he uses a very simplified example to illustrate what the idea is. So let's see if we can follow along through <laughs> me uh, verbally displaying it uh, or describing it. It's a lot easier to follow when you can see it visually, but let's see what we can do. He says, let's say there are three people. We have Alice, Bob, and Carol. Alice is currently the wealthiest 
and she has a net worth of $100. Bob is next wealthiest with $60, and Carol is the poorest with $25. Now, at this point of time, the price of Bitcoin is $1. Now, it's important to understand that because of Bitcoin's fixed supply, the more people that adopt or demand Bitcoin, the higher the prices will go. So in our example, if Carol converts her wealth to Bitcoin, she's able to acquire 25 Bitcoin because she consumes all the supply at the $1 initial price. So if she is converting all her $25 to Bitcoin, she has 25 Bitcoin at the price of $1. But because she's now taken up a, a portion of the supply and she's not selling, the price of Bitcoin is up to $3. Now, Bob sees what Carol did and decides he should also convert, convert his net worth to Bitcoin before Alice does. So Bob is able to acquire 20 Bitcoin because he's got $60 and at the price of $3 per Bitcoin, he can get 20. So he consumes of all. He, and so he consumes all of the supply at $3. So he's got 20 Bitcoin and then again, the price of Bitcoin increases. He gives the example of the price of Bitcoin going now to $6. And then at this point, the person who was the wealthiest before, Alice, she wants to trade with Bob and Carol, but the other two are only operating in Bitcoin now. So Alice is forced to convert her net worth to Bitcoin and is only able to acquire 16 Bitcoin, right? Because uh, if the price is at $6 and she had 100 bucks, she can only get 16 Bitcoin using up $96. <laughs> so, and then again, he says, because uh, she's taken up some of the uh, supply, the price of Bitcoin has now gone up to $10. Now, before hyper-Bitcoinization happened, there was a different hierarchy. The standing was that Alice was in first place with $100, Bob was in second place with 60 and Carol was in third place with $25. But after hyper-Bitcoinization, the standing is now upside down where Alice comes in first place, or sorry, Alice comes in last place because she only has 16 Bitcoin, whereas Carol, who had $25, has 25 Bitcoin. And because the value of Bitcoin is at $10, it's equivalent to $250 in in value, even though it's 25 Bitcoin still. So that's basically the entire situation has flipped based on the order they adopted Bitcoin. And, you know, through this simplified example, we are to imagine that this is what will happen with individuals, companies, and nation states. And so the billionaires and S&P 500 companies and the richest countries can all be leapfrogged in theory by early adopters in the race to adopt and acquire Bitcoin. This is the theory. You think for yourself whether that makes sense or not. So the thread goes on. He says, back to game theory. If you understand this, if this is what happens if you're late to acquiring Bitcoin, then the strategy says you should acquire Bitcoin as early as possible. So this is what people like you, companies like MicroStrategy and countries like El Salvador have all realized. 
Then he goes on to say that, um, he goes on to quote the president of El Salvador, Najib Bukele, who predicts at least two other countries that will adopt Bitcoin as legal tender in 2022. And he says that this is the beginning of the game theory playing itself out. And as nation states see what is going on, they will quickly realize that they can't afford to wait. And as more and more nations adopt Bitcoin, others will be forced to adopt, adopt or be left behind in the transition to a hyper-Bitcoinized world. The same thing will happen at the company level and even the individual level until the transition to a Bitcoin standard is complete. Anyways, I think that's the last tweet he goes on to say. I hope this helped you understand what people are talking about when they reference the game theory related to the adoption of Bitcoin by individuals, companies, and nation states. I don't know. Did that make sense to you? I think it makes sense to me. Perhaps the example is a little bit simplistic, but it does make sense. The, the early adopters have the most gain, the most to gain, and the later adopters have the least to gain, but they're forced to adopt because that's what everybody else is using. So let's see if it actually plays out that way. Bitcoin has only been about around for like 12 years. It's gone from, you know, worthless to... Now, you know, nearly 40,000 US dollars per Bitcoin. So, you know, who knows which way this is going. <laughs> if the current, like, things that have been happening in the news haven't made you realize that how important it is to actually be able to hold something of digital value yourself without uh, the risk of a third party holding it for you, then I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to help you, I guess. I mean... If you're one of these people that was cheering on the seizure of bank accounts of the truckers or of the people who supported the truckers, you're so blind because like, if that happens to somebody who you don't like, it also means that it can happen to somebody who you do like, and it can happen to you too. <laughs> Just because you're on one side today doesn't mean you're on the, not going to end up on the opposite side tomorrow. And no one should have the power to do that to anybody. That way you'll be safe if you end up on the wrong end of that happening. Yeah. Anyway, this is this went on actually for a lot longer than I expected. I'm checking the my recording software and it says I'm at the 26 minute mark. So I think I'm going to end it here. Thank you very much, guys, for listening and supporting and all the positive comments you're leaving appreciate you all very much stay active be grateful jmart out